Welcome to SolkanaCast, two broads talking broadly about health, the physical, the emotional, the nitty-gritty, and the fun. Real thoughts on real health. The information provided within this podcast is not designed to and does not provide medical advice, professional diagnosis, opinion, treatment, or services to you or any other individual and is intended for general information for educational purposes only. Welcome to Sulconicast. I'm your host, Hannah. And I'm Lucia. We're here uh, with a special guest today. Can you say hi? Hi. Oh my goodness, <laughs> such a nice voice on the radio. <laughs> Um, this is Alex Lachance. She's hanging out. And before we before we dive into our interview, uh, we're gonna do our check in. Mm-hmm. How was your week? Actually, it was like four days. Let's be <laughs> honest. We recorded an episode four days ago. Yeah, my four days were just fine though. I cannot complain about them. Um, I'm thinking back to the challenge that you gave me. Hannah gave me the challenge to check in with my back squat and notice like the different reps and rep schemes that I have done within the last six months, I failed. What? I did not look. Rude. I did not look. You can look literally right now. Where's I can your look phone? right now. Where's your phone? I have my computer. Get your phone. Oh, your computer. Yeah, open your computer. <laughs> Go to Wattify. Here's the problem. You, you can relate to this. People will... It was only four days. Let's just remember that. It was not a full No, week. I'm not saying about... I'm just saying that <laughs> the challenge was... People are always stressing out that their one rep max is not increasing, like, immediately. And I was saying you could use your five rep max or your three rep max as even better indicator of your actual change in strength. Don't you agree? Yes, you can get stronger (laughs) in ways not just your one rep max. Yeah, and also doing your one rep max, like, every two weeks is not a good idea either. And it'll get better if you do other things like Mm. chains, tempo work, all that jazz. Precisely what we talked about mm. last week. So great. <laughs> anyway, my challenge, uh, yeah, okay, so my challenge was to, like, look at my food and determine which things were organic or not. In the last four days, I spent two of those days with my parents, so zero food is organic. <laughs> Lay's potato chips are not organic. What? I know. So sad. Tricky. I know. Baked Lay's, also not organic. <laughs> <laughs> Yet delicious. My cousin actually owns an organic food store. It's called Five Mile, and it's everything comes within five miles of the store. Awesome. It's great. And he makes ice cream from all organic ingredients. Whoa. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> did you get some? I did, yeah. yeah. Sometimes he'll ship it to me. Oh, my God. Because... Because I won't drive an hour. It's like an hour away from Can here. he ship it to Sulcana? Yeah. Like this building? Sure. Okay. Just tell me when. Okay. Let's move on. Okay. Uh, this week's episode is going to be a special treat because we have a special guest. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> All-American gymnast. Wait, we need like a, can you do like a background noise of like, <laughs> <laughs> All-American gymnast, superstar crossfitter, badass grid athlete. Alex LaChance, a.k.a. No Pants LaChance. Ooh. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Good build up. Uh, so did, did that encapsulate all the things? It did. So, okay. I think so. Good. Now, and now <laughs> you got a breath now. You're like literally just athlete all the time, coach as well. Yes. But mostly training, online coaching, in-person coaching. Um, I was doing that in California, and I think in Texas, now that cost of living's 
significantly cheaper. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't have to coach every single day. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to use that time to train more, recover more, um, and then spend a little bit more time on my online programming. Mm -hmm. Okay. Can you tell us like an average day in your training? Like, what does it mean (laughs) when you say train more? What does Um, it look like on like a, like a Monday? Well, what I mean by train more is before I was doing gymnastics seminars, like two times a month. So that would be Friday, Saturday, Sunday, no training. Right. So because I was hurt, so it didn't really matter. Um, but Monday, I think we're going to start doing double sessions now, so now that we'll settle down. Um, I mean, a couple hours and then eat and then a couple hours of training. And during those couple hours, are there times when you're like kind of like walking from thing to thing and doing stuff? Or are you literally just like doing Metcons and like burning it up for two hours? Um, I'm pretty good about m- keeping it moving. Um Obviously, like if something is a tester, there's a little bit more recovery. Like if it's the directions are to fully recover before the next piece, right, that might right. be like 20 minutes of resting. Mm. Um, but I don't like to sit around that much. Um, I don't like to get cold. Everything gets stiff and yeah. then it starts hurting. So I'd rather stay warm, even if I'm a little bit fatigued. But I'm pretty good about not just um, just sitting and chatting and killing time and stuff. Like I like to keep it moving. That's good. Yeah. I love to just sit and chat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, can we talk about your injury a little bit? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So uh, you hurt your back. Yes. Which, did it happen from a specific incident or was it like over time, compression injury? So I think part of it was over time being a gymnast, being super quad dominant, being on my toes all the time. Mm-hmm. So always loading the quads, a lot of um, hyperextension in the back, and then not really knowing how to use my hamstrings and glutes. Um, I was just using my quads for everything. I was a lot stronger in CrossFit than I think I had the technique for. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So I could move weight and it looked fine. I just wasn't using the right muscles. Right. So if, I mean, just anyone watched me snatch, it would look fine. I'd snatch 190, 195, but it was all quads. Mm. Um, so over time, that just puts a lot of strain on the lower back. And then um, at ECC's, Two years ago, there was a speed clean ladder, and, like, that's my thing. Like, I love, that's a grid. Like, just rip weight and just go fast. Um, but I think I just picked up the bar a little crooked. Mm. Like, there's no time for setting up your feet, making sure your hands are mm. centered in the bar. You're just, like, gripping and ripping. Um, so I think I just tweaked my back a little bit, obviously a little bit more than tweak. Um, but that was the first time that I had really significant back pain was after that event and then the next event was going right into a one rep max queen and jerk yeah that sounds horrible yeah so i went in and i hit my max so Uh, i like crushed it mm. but then i was like oh my gosh my back hurts really bad and then there was still one more event that was like a long chipper and i was just like took a lot of ibuprofen put a lot of um icy hot on my back tried to numb it up and then i was like my back hurts really bad and my coach at the time was just like well you know too bad like you're just gonna have to do it yeah Mm. right so I was like you know okay like so I just got through it and then that was right before the open two years ago so I had one week to kind of let it chill and then my coach was like okay like it's time for the open you can't just take (sighs) time off yeah um so I just put a belt on for pretty much everything that season and tried to get through it um got three regionals did some of grid but my back was like it hurt so bad it hurt all the time and when you were at regionals did you feel like your performance could keep up with what you how you normally perform? no but I also had adrenal fatigue at the time oh. which, I, which I didn't 
I was a disaster last mm. year. I should have taken last year off, but I didn't know. I it's the problem with having a coach that doesn't really care about you. Um, they don't. He just. I will do anything that I'm told. Yeah, and right. And if you tell me like, too bad, you got to suck it up. I'll absolutely suck it up. But that was probably the worst thing I could have done last yeah. year. Yeah, sure. Um, but with back injury wise, my I like I couldn't squat clean. Um, I would just collapse. My back couldn't hold any tension uh-huh. in mm. the front rack position. Um, so I, I mean. I just tried to get through that squat clean ladder and I did fine on it, but I should be much stronger than what I was doing just because my back couldn't handle it. Um, so yeah, it's I hard to be, it's hard to be fast and loose when you're trying to protect something right. as well. Right. Which good luck doing a squat clean if yeah. you're like really tense on the pole. Right. And for the last event after regionals of like, there was a hundred, it was like a hundred GHD setups that year yeah. with like mm. right into the sumo high oh, poles yeah. and the double unders. It was just very back intensive. It was a hard event on a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. Much yeah. less injured people. Yeah. Um, so I forget what the original question was, but. Who knows? <laughs> um, <laughs> my follow-up question is, so after you got injured, you paired up with, I mean, you were already, you were with Keegan before. You guys knew each other before. We were dating at that time. Okay. Um, and so, but he wasn't my coach, so you, he was so kind of helpless. you to him coaching you at that point? You are like, fine, you coach me? No, he wasn't my coach yet. Okay. So it was it was still a while. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how did you start your road to recovery? Like, who helped you the most? So I quit the gym that I was at um, for that awful last year. Yeah. I won't mention it. Yeah. Um, and then I had a great friend who had experience with adrenal fatigue. Um, he lived in Utah, and he was helping me. Um, he was familiar with adrenal fatigue. He was familiar with uh, back injury, so he was great. Um, but he was just remote, and it was tough because my back was. I kind of needed someone there, seeing me every day and yeah. like tweaking things um, every single day. And Keegan made the decision at that time to quit his. <laughs> he had like a desk job for like a month and a half. Mm. He was like, this is not for me. So he's like, I want to be a full-time coach. This is what I'm passionate about. It's honestly like he's absolutely incredible. So I wish he had been doing it the whole time. Hmm. Um, but I'm, but so he wanted to do that. So I was like, I would love for you, you know, be my coach. And he's probably one of the few coaches that actually really, truly cares about his athletes mm-hmm. and like knows, takes the time to like know things about them and like knows all the factors that are affecting them and not just like, giving them programming being like well figure out how to do it like yeah. that's huge like make your life revolve around surviving this training yeah right. that's not real life like we have you know it's not all of us can just have our whole world revolve around the training no. yeah. we still have to pay bills we still have to work jobs and and um, you want to so feel cared for as an yeah. athlete that's like really important to have a level of care yeah otherwise you're just grinding yourself to dust every day hoping mm-hmm. for the best yes so I switched over to him um, as he was, like, picking up athletes. And then, honestly, um, he kind of created this program called Hashtag Butt Stuff. Oh, I know well. I know, well. <laughs> I know very well. Um, and as we kind of realized how effective it was for me, we had all these people reaching out on Instagram and Facebook, like, oh, my gosh, I have this back injury. I just did a couple of things that you posted. My back's already feeling better. Yeah. Mm. And then so he's like, oh, man, I guess I just need to make this a program available for everyone. And so it's a program that you can sign up for. Um, you can uh, email um, butt stuff at <laughs> yes. yes. For that alone, butt stuff at com. Just so we were aware, there's no butt stuff.com website. That is really oh, really? <laughs> no, wow. 
No, there's not. We should not go to that website. Oh, oh, yeah. you shouldn't. Oh, got it, got it. I thought you were saying it was available for the take. No, no, no. Only the hashtag. Got it, yeah. yeah. Well, um, just the hashtag. Don't just Google butt stuff. <laughs> yeah. You will not like what you find. That, you that. Or you might, but no. <laughs> I'm not into that. Um, so anyway, yeah, Keegan was the one that got me healthy because, I mean, every single day he was tweaking the programming based on how I felt and um, wasn't rushing the process. We right, were we just committed to being okay with however long the recovery was going to take because I want to make it back to the games and you have to be healthy to make it back to the games. Yeah, because it seems um, like even the healthiest athletes, when they're at the games, they're tested breaking to this down, point where yeah. it's like... Yeah, so if you go in broken, you're just, I mean, I think you'll just be wrecked. Yeah. So we're like, or if you go in imbalanced, oh my gosh, yeah, your glutes aren't working. Right. Good luck doing anything. Yeah. So yeah, so we were doing the the butt stuff programming and a couple months of that, no like lifting a barbell, no real CrossFit. Um, All my numbers went up. Like I'm way, Mm. I'm way stronger. It's kind of mind blowing. Um, just from taking the time to do all the accessory work yeah. and doing it right. Because, I mean, I didn't have anyone telling me that when I first started CrossFit. I was just strong, and I could move the weight, right. and I could make it look pretty – like, the technique looked fine, so sure. no one said anything. And I was like, oh, well, it doesn't hurt yet. And looked fine because yes. mm-hmm. it was mobile in some mm-hmm. areas and not in others. And no one was noticing, like, oh, you're only using your right leg when you stand up out of your snatch, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Um, so now I have someone watching me and seeing all these things and – um, giving me the work to fix the imbalances and all that stuff. So, thank you, Keegan. <laughs> <laughs> and he's a, like a powerlifter before. Wait, was he a competitive powerlifter? Is he still? So he is doing. He likes to do a lot of different things. So he started off CrossFit, um, and then he just wanted to lift a little bit more weight. So he got into Highland Games and got into powerlifting. He like made the Highland Games World Championships. Like he's like a giant after person, right? He's 300 pounds, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's incredibly strong. Yeah. yeah. Um, he has like a 500 pound bench press. Oh my God. Um, like 600 pound deadlift. <laughs> so he's super strong. Um, but he also understands CrossFit because he, he did it. Right. So I think it's important that your coach needs to at least have some kind of an understanding of what it feels like, what um, different workouts feel like. Mm-hmm. If they're going to like try to prep you or give you any kind of strategy on a workout, mm-hmm. they have to understand what that suffering feels For like. Sure. You can't just say like, okay, well you're gonna have to go hard and do this unbroken. Yeah. Well, if anyone, if you've done CrossFit, you know it's not just a matter of doing it all unbroken and going hard. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's <laughs> very. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There are some strategies. Right. Yeah. So he understands it, um, but at the same time, he knows all these different other sports and um, ways of getting stronger. And he's um, watches so many different things like podcasts and, and training videos. So he just gets as much knowledge as possible all the time. Um, surrounds himself with the smartest people. Mm-hmm. So he's just. He's always just getting information all the time, so yeah, um, it's really cool that he has such an open mind to yeah, everything. Yeah, definitely. When when you're training for something like the games or for even for grid, do you go through a taper process to get ready? Because that one thing I was wondering is I was watching like all the games athletes on Instagram and whatever, yeah. and they're all like working out the day before yeah. games started. Yeah. And I was thinking to myself, as somebody who competes in only lifting, I don't really compete in CrossFit anymore. Right. I always have a taper week leading up to my meet, so yeah. I'm like physically completely you feel fresh. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. but is, it's not like that in CrossFit. So I know I did the American Open. Um, I was supposed to do nationals, but my back was hurt, um, and that was the first Olympic lifting that I'd done, and I had full recovery too. Like I yeah. was, I was like going out of my mind because um, <laughs> yeah. I, I was like so antsy to go lift. 
um, and it was like lifting almost no weight for the last like week and a half, yep. and it was super bizarre. Yep. For CrossFit, I think it kind of depends on the coach and depends on the athlete. I like to still be moving. Um, the day before the competition, I definitely need to get some blood flow, yeah. even if it's easy, um, even if it's just enough so that I can mobilize like mm. completely, like every inch of my body needs to be completely loose um, before I go into a competition. But whatever makes you feel primed for the next day is what you have to do. So mm, I'm sure. a fan of doing like maybe easy 80% effort, some AMRAPs just to like move, just to press, just to, yeah. just to feel good. Um, definitely no sprinting or anything crazy like that. Right. Um, but everyone's a little bit different. Um, I like to be pretty fresh going yeah. in. Um, but again, everyone's different. Some people want to yeah. like go for a five mile run. Like everyone's yeah. whatever gives you the most confidence going into the next day. Um, but generally, I've been so overtrained that doing less before competition is more ideal. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just CrossFit yeah. is so interesting in that way because other sports there is a like long history of proven technique. Mm -hmm. Like the reason you deload before you go mm -hmm. into an Ole comp is, you know, very clear. And yeah. Like, if you're going to deload before a marathon, that all... Right. But in CrossFit, it's sort of like everyone's experimenting mm. at their own gyms, right. with their own athletes, and it's all so individual. Yeah, and it's, there's no, like, no one's found, like, the right or wrong way. I mean, we're still, I mean, how many people are getting back injuries now? Um, just because they've been using quads too much and right. not mm. using hamstrings and glutes. And um, what is the right way? Is it to have an off day every three days, or is it to train every single day, or... Um, I think the best thing you can do is just listen to your body. And um, one thing that Keegan brings up all the time is your training age. Yeah. So yeah. I was an elite gymnast, so I was training seven hours a day my whole life, then went right into CrossFit doing double sessions, um, training for the game. So my training age is like 24 years. Like I've been training insanely hard for 24 years. Right. Some people that you know may have done just some high school sports for fun, um, but just started crossfitting hard like the last three years, their training age is three years. Right. Yeah. So their body is just so much less beaten down. And I think that plays a huge role in how your programming needs to go yeah. and just how you're going to recover. And um, it, that, that's just completely individualized. And a good coach will recognize that. A bad coach will just be like, well, you just have to train a lot. Right. Like that there's, there's no right or wrong. It's everybody's different and what they've gone through is different and if their hormones are all messed up then they need to train differently for that right, right. or if um, they come in with a uh, huge amount of strength with a lack of gymnastics or other way right. around right yep i mean if they're if they have a nine to five they have to train differently than if they you know have a stay at home job where they get to just work on the computer it's yeah. totally different like you can't expect the same things um from everyone um, yeah so I think the best athletes are the ones that have the most say in their programming, mm -hmm. where the there's the most amount of communication between coach and athlete. Right, right. Um, I know like Froning did all, like he kind of decided all the stuff for himself. Like he did what felt right for him. Um, so yeah, if you're just like blindly listening to a coach, yes, there has to be a level of trust for sure. But I mean that didn't work out for me. Yeah, right? you like, have to I get didn't, feedback too. Yeah. yeah, and they need to be willing to listen to it right. and be okay like, from my, there. Hey, my lats are like blasted today. I can't use them. Yeah, and they're like, no, you just have to do it anyway. Yeah, and, you're like, you know, mm, that's okay, person. Right. right, right. They need to push you in the right way. Right, in a productive way. Right. Yeah. What's gonna keep you the healthiest too in the long run? And can you tell us a little bit about what your recovery was like with the adrenal fatigue and that process? Yeah, so right after regionals, um, I knew something was wrong because the 
months leading up to regionals, like I couldn't really have any intensity in my training. Like I'd want to go hard. Like I've competed my whole life. I know what competition feels like. I know what adrenaline feels like. Mm -hmm. I know what like feeling of your heart exploding out of your chest. Yeah. Yeah. Like I know what that's supposed to feel like. Yeah. Um, And I just didn't have any of that. Like at regionals, I couldn't feel even nervous. Like I Uh. didn't feel anything at the three, two, one go. Like I was just completely flat. Um, the months before, like, um, I found out my body wasn't producing any melatonin, so I couldn't mm. sleep at night. My cortisol levels were all off, so I was exhausted throughout the day and then not tired at all at night. Um, and then I was constantly nauseous, so I, like, never ate. So if you're not eating, but you're still doing two and three days, you're not recovering. You're, you're not just sleeping. Digging a, d- digging a deeper hole. Yeah. Um, so if I had a coach that listened to that, um, maybe I it would have been – solved more quickly but he just said to figure it out and so you if you can't sleep you can't sleep yeah. if you can't eat you can't eat um and that only makes you more overtrained and messes your hormones up even more um so once regionals was over i um got my blood tested and um like urine tests and stuff like that just mm-hmm. to see where all the levels were at and pretty much you just can't train like you cannot have any kind of intensity it depends on the person but I couldn't have any intensity for the whole summer so the hardest thing I could do was like twice a week I could ride the bike for 10 minutes how did that feel it was I mean I was going out of my mind like and it was like it's called zone one where it's essentially like the intensity of taking like a walk like if you're walking your dogs I mean I could take walks for a couple 10 to 20 minutes um, but that's it couldn't do anything else and is that to get back into your parasympathetic nervous system like is that the goal is that you learn to let your body relax so I know my cortisol so you know the fight or flight Uh Um, when you're just going 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 all the time like I was just blasting too much of that out to go from the high intensity competition all year the games 2014 right into grid back into CrossFit and then back into grid Mm -hmm. you're just it's just too much of the going and then so after a while your body just stops producing it because it's produced it too much right and so yeah the term adrenal fatigue is those adrenal glands are shooting out those stress hormones so the adrenaline aka adrenal yeah and cortisol so if right if you're all you're doing is using those and they never get a break they're gonna become completely depleted yeah um can i switch gears yeah (laughs) can you talk a little bit about uh like when I was listening to or reading your interview about when you were talking about body image, um, can you talk a little bit about like some of the body image issues that come along with gymnastics and then maybe if you see those things happening with CrossFit? Sure, yeah. Um, so gymnastics, I it is getting a little bit be- uh, better because you can see some of the athletes getting a little bit thicker, um, but there's it's an aesthetic sport, so the judges – are not only judging you based off of how you're performing movements, but how you look while you're performing them as well. Um, so it's very aesthetic. So there's this idea where you need to be long and lean. Um, and I'm just heavier. Like I am a foot taller, like a head taller than any gymnast you'll see right. at a college or elite level. Um, and I just, I have like my quads looked like this back when I didn't even eat food. Right. <laughs> like right. It, it, they're just, I have quads. And that's yeah. why, that's what makes you a powerful athlete. That's right. what makes gymnasts powerful. Right. <laughs> so it was just this idea that you just needed to be thin mm. and um, too much muscle, you know, being bulky that just didn't look 
as good, so it would affect your score. Um, so I know in college we would have to do uh, weigh-ins all the time, mm. and I was just expected to be <sighs> this weight that I, like, it wasn't, it was just not happening. So I, the knowledge wasn't there on how to eat well, so we were all under eating, like, severely overtraining. Um, and we just didn't know how to lose the weight. And, like, for me, I was always way, way overweight. And it was, I mean, I was, like, 140 pounds. And it was super overweight. I was expected to be, like, 130, 125. Oh, my wow. God. Like, that's you imagine being not right happening. Now? Like, I'm 5'6". I have no way. huge quads. I'm not going to be 130. Like, it's just not happening. You'd have to just, like, take off part of your body. <laughs> yeah. So I would do training before gymnastics. I would do the gymnastics training. I would do the weightlifting and the sprints. And then I'd go back to the gym. And then once I couldn't lose any more weight, I just, like, became bulimic. And I would just mm. throw up. And that went on for, like, nine years. But you just, you don't know. There's this expectation of being thin. And if you can't, or for us, it was trying to hit this body weight, which was yeah. completely it's irrelevant. Number. Right. Like that, I mean, it it's unfortunate. But that was what it was. Does that still continue? I mean, because that wasn't that long ago that you were in college. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago. Um, I don't involve myself with college gymnastics anymore. Mm. Um, I've, I was really burnt out of it in mm. college. I kind of was just was pretty negative for me. I'm very thankful for doing it because I get to say I was All-American. Um, it, it's pretty much created my career right now, being right. able to be a gymnastics or help people with their CrossFit gymnastics. Um, I'm, I wouldn't have changed anything for the world, but at the same time, like if there had just been information, I'm sure I could have been leaner if I just was eating more, right. if I was eating protein, if I knew if I just knew how to eat. Yeah, you probably should have been eating constantly. Yeah, but I just never ate. So you're just always holding on. You're always in starvation mode. Mm-hmm. So I, I didn't weigh very much, but at the same time, I, I could have looked a lot leaner at least to please my coach or whatever if I was eating the right way, if I was actually eating food. <laughs> um, yeah, and then I see in CrossFit, um, you are going to be leaner. So now that there's this everyone pretty much has a nutritionist now like at the elite crossfit level you see everyone's shredded and yeah. abs here abs there um or even someone like katrin yeah or like who just transforms year, in a year yeah i mean she looked amazing last year yeah. and this year she just looks like she lost like five pounds of body fat and just yeah she looks like the freaking shredder like yeah <laughs> it's crazy and so i think with eating properly with the amount of intensity and the volume that's needed to get to the games, I think people are going to be lean um, just from doing that. But at the same time now, I think there's, we're leaning into this expectation where like you have to be shredded and it's not everyone's body type to be shredded. And I get comments on occasion like, oh, so fat or so gross on Instagram. Uh, And I'm like, I hate people on the <laughs> I internet. Know, I know. Or like, ew, so gross. I'd never want to look like that, which is fine. You, I mean, I probably don't want to look like what this person looks like. Right. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, I guess yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go to their yeah. Instagram and say that. Right. Um, I, am I happy with how I look right now? No, I just, I was injured for a whole year. Like I couldn't cross that. I couldn't do training with intensity for a year. Like that's just when you have adrenal fatigue, you don't get to train. So you're not going to look the same as when you're training six hours a day. Right. Um, but so as much as I think people are naturally becoming leaner just because of the volume and the knowledge about nutrition and, um, all that's kind of coming together, I just hope that it's not going to this extreme where you have to have just, just 
insane shredded abs otherwise you're gross well also like people go on cycles during the year like they might be as they're training for the games Mm -hmm. you know coming into a time where they're really dialing in the nutrition Mm -hmm. and when they show up at the games they look a certain way but then they go home and two weeks later they look a little bit different yeah and then they train like that for six months i was talking to camille um about actually camille blanc a couple weeks ago and she she was hanging out at my gym um, for like two weeks before the games and she was saying how for regionals because the um, events are a certain way they're heavier they're shorter it's in your best interest to be a little bit heavier yeah. so you mm. can move that weight at the games it's all running 7k yeah. run this kind of run everything you need to just be a little bit leaner so she was thicker for regionals on purpose and then she's leaner for the games on purpose yeah. right and it's just it's not just she's out of shape because she's thicker no no she's it's for performance when you're at a top level like that your body is an instrument that you can manipulate in a million different ways yeah Uh, one thing i've always really liked about camille and like and you and like jamie joyce is that it feels like when i like watch you guys on instagram or like watch your videos i feel like i can see myself in you because it, it seems to me at least like you don't you're not obsessing over the look all the time but more about the performance right and and about the fun of it mm-hmm. and like getting joy and having fun with your friends and that to me yeah. is like why I do it. Yeah, exactly. And I'm I, not trying to be shredder all the time. <laughs> right. And you just have to think like what's your point of training? If it's for pure aesthetics, then maybe you need to go into bodybuilding because those people a lot of them can't perform. A lot of those women can't do a push up, but they right. have ripped um, biceps, right. triceps, right. everything shredded, striations on everything, crazy abs, they might not be able to use it. Um, but then CrossFit, like the point of CrossFit is for performance and yes. we're eating for performance and yeah, like you're probably going to lean out from that. But at the same time, like, do you want to win your workouts or do you want to have the best abs? Mm-hmm. Right. And sometimes they're going to come hand in hand. Right. Not always. Yeah. Right. Cause sometimes you see like Camille won the games and she did not have the most shredded abs. Exactly. Right. But she was the best performer. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay. What do you want? Yeah, yeah, your, <laughs> so. yeah, your choice. Yeah, I yeah. mean, everyone's gonna want something different from right. their body, so it's just. Uh, yeah, if you want to be an Instagram model, like it's gonna be different right. than yeah. if you want to like win wads. Yeah, exactly. So. Or just like have a good time. Sometimes I think letting letting yourself have permission to just be the person that you are yeah. mm-hmm. is gonna make you a better performer yeah. anyway. Right, and know? I think your body naturally wants to be at a certain weight. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're putting a ton of muscle on, you're gonna be a little bit heavier. Right. Doesn't matter what you do. Right. That's so. why when you watch like the swim events, all the all the yeah. crossfitters just like sink like <laughs> it's like watching a pit bull swim, you know? Because right. everyone's so dense. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. everyone's just like, oh god. Yeah. And the usually it's like the lean swimmers. That right. They just pop out and they're like, da da da. Yes. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's really interesting. So, do you have do you work with any or like do you uh, train alongside any younger women, like women that are under? 20 or like um honestly no I think everyone's so I just moved to a gym in Texas called CrossFit Bragg um and it's just like a group a competitors group of like 15 people um everyone's working so hard like they're Mm. hands down the hardest workers I've ever seen like they're crazy um and they just have so much talent and just so much drive um, I think there's some younger people, but it, it's like young 20s. Okay. Mostly I was um, just thinking about, uh, I'm wondering, like, in the CrossFit world, how that body image thing is mm. affecting those younger teen oh, yeah. CrossFitters. Because watching them, 
at the games, like they're so amazing, they're so impressive, and they're they're naturally lean and right. because they're teens. Right, right, right. They mm-hmm. just do their workout and then they probably go right. to pizza and do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. They don't care. But I noticed like watching the teens, they listed their body weight and they do that for the adults too. They yeah. list it next to their name. Huh. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's just something I noticed because I was like, okay, well, the top teen, seventeen year old girl, maybe the tallest one, she's still like hundred and twenty five pounds. Yeah. She's a teenager. Right. Her hormones are just like ripping her apart. Right. And then, you know, in in five years from now when she's in the adults, she's not gonna be that way anymore. Right. Is there gonna be I don't know. I just wonder yeah, like I, every that's sport has that pressure. Mm-hmm. And is that gonna be the same in CrossFit or mm-hmm. not? I mean, I think when it comes to women and I mean, no one's wearing baggy T-shirts and, like, basketball shorts. Well, it doesn't come in the package. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, <laughs> You can't. <laughs> yeah. So I think because it's just all eyes on the body, yeah. I think it's probably going to be an issue just because it's just pictures all the time, and Instagram is all about sh- what your body looks like at all times, whether you're flexing or not. Um, I think it is probably going to be an issue, and it just hopefully um, there's enough good role models out there that yeah. are putting the emphasis on the – Performance and not and the just recovery and the mm-hmm. some care. Right. Yes, yeah, because they're young. They're putting a lot, a lot of stress on their bodies during like a prime time of growing and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. How do you how do you deal with when you get some like some of your Instagram posts? There's like a thousand likes yeah. and a bunch of comments. Like, how do you deal with when people troll your posts? Like, I just delete and block. Yeah. It. I mean, it really bothers me. And Keegan. <laughs> gets mad at me that it bothers me yeah. but it's it's, You're still it's a like person. Right. it's the same as if to me it, it feels like someone's just walking up and saying that's my face yeah like seeing it written on like my page that's i read through everything i don't always comment on everything but i read every single comment um and it's just really hateful um because my posts are up there just to um I mean, like, I got into CrossFit because of what I saw on Instagram. Yeah. Right. Um, and I it's found you because of yeah. watching your post on Instagram. So I was like, ah, that's somebody <laughs> I feel like would get me. Yeah. And somewhere. I was just like, this looks so awesome. And this looks like it's making them so happy. Yeah. Right. Like, I I want to see if it's going to make me that happy, too. And it totally did. Um, and I loved it. And, and it's a perfect fit for me. So if I can, like, help one other person find that or if I post a – glute exercise that helps one more person with their back yeah like hell yeah i will post all day but it's just when when someone puts something negative up there or just like why would you like i don't understand why you yeah, need to ever for do women, that it's right. always something about the way yeah. that they look mm-hmm. yeah oh always yeah it's just it's so not necessary but it's always gonna happen there's douchebags out there everywhere um, have you ever considered like turning it over to Keegan and being like, you you deal with it. I post <laughs> it and then you deal with the comments. Yeah. yeah. There was um, a couple people saying stuff when I posted about adrenal fatigue. Yeah. How I was just like making excuses for myself. Sure. Wow. And, and so I let my nutritionist and Keegan handle that. Good. Because they have obviously all of like the, the stuff to combat that. But right. I was just like, that's so offensive. Like my whole life I've been a competitor. And the last thing I'm trying to do is like, be a baby about it and just like make excuses yeah. like and it, it's right? already hard enough for you to take a break yeah. that does not help oh yeah I yeah. already feel terrible that I'm sitting like I'm sitting out the season like right. the last thing I need you to do is make me feel like I just like didn't try yeah well, and or you're, I just didn't care and you're sharing like about the adrenal fatigue right. in order to teach too and right. show look this is what can happen yeah so Here we're, here's where we can go maybe catch here. the signs that I didn't catch yeah um, or like surround yourselves with people that are going to help you avoid that 
um, because I wasn't with those people. Right. I wish I had been. I wish I had known about it. Had a care team beforehand. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We've talked about this before, but it seems like a lot of times it takes having some sort of thing happen. You know, like I was in a a boot last year, and that was really hard, really hard. But coming back from that, like I have never been stronger than I am now because I had to fix everything that was wrong with me. Totally. Mm -hmm. And I had to get a team to take care of me instead right. of just trying to figure it out myself all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it definitely necessary, mm-hmm. but it just sucks at the time. Yeah. And right. then it makes you better for it afterwards. Yeah. That's pretty much everything in life, I think. Yeah. And it, I think if you, like, I was a college athlete and I wasn't a Division one athlete and or anything like that, but I think all college athletes experience this level of where you're training so often, like, you're doing two-a-days and you're putting all of your faith in one person. Right. And they really run you through the ringer. Like, my college coach yep. did not care about the outcome for right. me. Because they need you the for outcome. four years, it, and that's it. And then you're done. Season. They need you to get through that season, and then maybe someone else will come in and replace you. Ugh, like, yeah. You never know. Yeah. And Yikes. I always felt like my coach was just – like, I tore my, my shoulder my mm-hmm. junior year of college. He knew that I was having problems. My trainer knew that my shoulder was highly inflamed. It was red on the outside all oh, day, wow. every day, because mm. I was a pitcher. Yeah, yeah. And – I mean, it was just to the point where where my trainer told me, like, you just need to take ibuprofen four times a day yeah, and just deal with it. Yeah. And I tore it in the middle of a game, and uh, he sat me on the bench and never played me again after that. Ugh, and he was like, get, so out, get off the field, you know? Yeah. So, but that's, so but I think that's very common in college. Yes. That's just, yeah, especially if, like, you're on scholarship. Like, they're paying you for it, yes. so you feel like you owe it to them. Right. 100%. Like, they pretty much are paying for your soul for four or five years, and depending on like, if you're redshirt. And you're like, how can I go to school if I don't have the scholarship? Oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, I was fully – I fully needed that scholarship. Yeah, same. Um, so you just kind of feel helpless, and you don't have, like, parents there. You don't – I mean, I did not have a good boyfriend. No. Like, that could give me any kind of advice Mm-mm. about any mm. of that kind of stuff. And your body is going from being this – teenage body where you can rebound constantly right and where you have a structured off season in high school you literally it's illegal for you to have practices right right to full-time year-round punishing on your 20 year old 21 year old body that's not keeping up anymore yeah or that just needs something different because you're starting to look a little different and feel right and i know there's ncaa regulations on how much you can train i know we broke all of them yeah supposedly yeah, we yeah. all of all of them were broken. We trained yeah. all the time. Mm. Yep. We we did not. You just had a different coach for your off season. <laughs> they were not called your coach. Or yeah. Oh, we had we had the same coach. Oh, it really? just didn't matter. <laughs> Gymnastics is just, just yeah. all the training. Okay, huh. we had like a second coach. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, <laughs> but we couldn't call the person coach. Oh God. It's <laughs> like this is just your trainer. You have Jeff. to listen to them. Yeah, we'd have optional mandatory workouts. Right, right, right. Mm. twice a day. <laughs> yeah, and so what I what I was gonna say about that is that when you leave, then. You I, like I felt like I didn't have any guidance and so I didn't know what to do anymore. Yeah. So I found CrossFit because I needed someone to tell me what to do, and yeah. then I ended up having a coach who didn't give me what I need either. Right. And it was really hard on my body, and I never got to be like, I yeah. You, right. It's hard. Yeah. You mm-hmm. go in wanting to be trained because you're you're used to it. Right. Yeah. It's just hopefully you have a good coach that cares about you. Yeah. And if you don't, then hopefully you'll notice it before you break and hopefully you have a coach who trains you how to be independent as well Mm, because that's a really big part of being a coach is training how training the athletes how to like identify their problems and 
know when it's good to stop and right know when it's good to start again yeah and know if it's just discomfort or yeah. if it's pain yep. is it like this is sucky to train or i have an injury right and knowing the difference between that right right because it's the rest of your life. You have to have that body. Right. You have one body. <laughs> yeah. And c- CrossFit can be a career that can take you into your 40s, 50s. Absolutely. Like at this point, you yeah. can mm. go forever and keep winning money and totally participating. Even, like, have a gym and you need to – your body needs to work if you're going to own a gym. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> oh, man, trying to teach classes when I was wearing a boot. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, good luck getting new clients when you're wearing a boot on your foot. Right. people are like, uh, <laughs> is that from? this yeah they're like mm, we're gonna pass like, no it's because i'm stupid trust me I, to you. I just do it to myself so funny uh so now are you feeling like you're on the right path to be ready for the games next year like yeah just starting to get into it now yeah just starting to get back into it i have grid starting next week so that's gonna be like one very punishing month um but yeah after that we'll have a quick little deload and then it's just full steam ahead with the crossfit season um i think we took all the time that we needed to let the back recover and eased our way back into it and keegan is always having to hold me back i always want to do more i Mm. see what everyone's doing online and she's like oh my gosh like they're pring and i'm doing air squats with a hip circle (laughs) on today is they're squatting 300 but they're only gonna post when they squat 300 for right they're not gonna post when they like try to do one at 280 one day and they need a they need a spotter right because they're like dying right so i think definitely um we did everything that we had to do to the best of our abilities um so i think we're totally on the right track yeah Very that's cool. great so. well we'll be in your cheering section <laughs> yeah <laughs> although what region what region are you going to be i'll in be now? back in the south so i was south last okay. year mm. So I'll be with Camille, <laughs> and Gosh, then hopefully Jen Jones. I know her. She had, I think, probably the same kind of back injury that I had. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't really know what the status of that is. Mm. Um, Amanda Goodman. I'm trying to think who else. Well, like Annie took a year off for her back, and she came back stronger mm-hmm. than ever. Like yeah. her movement patterns. Right. I feel like she looks so different now than she mm-hmm. did before. I think it just teaches you that you have to have it it's yep. not an option mm. if you're moving that kind of weight every day you better be moving it right right what now that you know so much more about glute strength and just like about proper movement what is the thing that drives you what, what's like one habit that you notice that you're like oh if you oh just oh that people do like either <sighs> high level low level it doesn't matter that you see crossfitters do i mean <sighs> where to start so many things. i mean the, the hollow position is pretty bad in a lot of people right yeah, getting <laughs> that lower ab strength. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the biggest thing is, like, people just want to do the sexy stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone is so strong now that people just want to move the weight, and they want to move it faster, and they want to, like, do the butterfly. And, I mean, these are all – they can be so safe if you just take the time to build that foundation. And I know it's super boring to build a foundation. And um, usually you need to have someone holding you back and making – like, holding you accountable – to laying every single piece but I don't think there's enough coaches or from what I've seen or people that I've worked with like people just don't have the foundation right I I meet like a ton of incredible athletes like so strong so powerful like no mobility no technique yeah but they can move the weight so they're like making it work and it's just like well that's just an injury waiting to happen yeah and it's so avoidable like I know nothing's like completely avoidable but like why wouldn't you just like learn how to use your glutes or i mean it, it just doesn't make any sense yeah, to me because mm-hmm. when you're under pressure then your body will do the right thing right. instead of the wrong thing right 
just doesn't make sense. I just wish people would take the time. And just even like doing single arm, single leg things. Like we're always moving a barbell. We're squatting with two feet. Yeah. I mean, if you have people kick up into a handstand and tell them to lift up one arm, there's usually one side that just completely collapses. Yeah. And they'd never even realize it because sure. they've never taken the time because to like find the imbalances. <laughs> yeah. But like that stuff adds up. You do a heavy jerk one day and you blow out a shoulder because yeah. that one shoulder just couldn't hang anymore. Yeah. Or just and anything. a low back injury seems like it is the most common injury I see. Absolutely, just regular people because mm-hmm. people come in quad dominant or zero dominance, like no leg right, strength whatsoever. Right, just ripping the weight off the yeah. ground, mm-hmm. and just because they didn't have anyone, or they, they either didn't listen to their coach, which is completely possible, or their coach just wasn't didn't think it was a big deal. Yeah, or they were like, yeah, you could probably do more than that. Yeah, even though or like, oh, that looked ready. easy. Well, just because it looked easy doesn't mean they need to put weight on the bar. Mm-hmm. Right. If it's not right, then it doesn't matter if it's easy or hard. Yeah. And it's also sometimes when you're coaching, if you've had however many years of experience, you forget what it's like to really learn to move. Yep. Those people just need time before Mm. they can add a lot of weight. Yeah. I just wish there was like a longer on-ramp class in gyms or there was just more, more coaches holding athletes like to be accountable to learning how to do things slowly and not like for time under fatigue. Like you just need to do skill work. Yeah. Mm. Um, we just need more skill work and more drills and progressions. Yes, agreed. It'll all come <laughs> together. Like, it really does all come together as long as you have that foundation. I can right. attest to that. Yeah. It made me go back and do all the things I hate doing. I Not know. that I like doing them. Right? I kind of like doing stroke pull-ups. Yeah. I'll be honest. Wow. That's awesome. I know. <laughs> um, let me ask you about this. This is like, I don't even know if you'll have an answer to it, but oh gosh. it seems like, well, okay. <laughs> a, a common injury you're see- people are seeing in, like, especially in competition settings is the torn Achilles. Uh-huh. And that seems to be, like, obviously from high rep box jumps, but do you think that there's any, like, way to manage that? I mean, obviously, glute strength would help, but doing 500 box jumps after doing all this other stuff. I honestly don't know. I had the worst tendonitis in my Achilles in gymnastics, and I remember going to the doctor, and, like, he touched my Achilles, and I freaked out. Mm. He's like, well, this is, like, literally hanging on by a thread. Yeah. Going I was to like, Ouch. awesome. Um, and then I went to CrossFit and the same thing. Like I'd go to the doctor and they'd like touch my Achilles and be like, Hey, you're like, you like any, any day now this could rip and it's knock on wood hasn't happened. And, um, I am like t- tighter in general. Like I have to spend a ton of time on my mobility. Yeah. Um, but I definitely in training, I usually like box jump, step down. I don't yeah. do a lot mm-hmm. of rebounding double unders. I mean, they I are what they are. They are what they are. I don't I don't feel like it's too much. Um, and running, I don't know. I don't know if it's that avoidable, and I don't know how much. Like, I don't really under fully understand what goes into Same. tearing an Achilles. Yeah. Because I've seen people, like, I saw a friend just tear it, like, rock climbing a wall. Like, no impact. She just, like, right. stepped up and it tore. Um, and I know, according to my doctors, I've been hanging on by a thread on both Achilles. <laughs> But I, it hasn't bothered me since I've been crossfitting, mm-hmm. so I don't really know. And I don't it just really seems have an like it's something that. that's happening. So I, yeah. I've been thinking. Mm-hmm. About I know. It I was lately. thinking like for Aaliyah or Alethea. Althea. Althea. Althea Boone. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure like that 7K run, calves were blown up because sure. it was You're all hills. Climbing mm-hmm. the whole time. And then right into that other workout with the wall balls, GHD sit ups, and then another hill ascent. Plus and heavy deadlifting if you're. Even for a second on your toes. Yeah, and then there was just so many sprints, like the sprints down the field. Yeah. So I'm sure everyone's calves were just so tight. Yeah. And then um, they didn't really have any. They didn't have any warm up going into that 
lateral box jump um, ball to shoulder workout. Oh, yeah. It was so And big. that was such a speed. Mm-hmm. Like so everything's tight. Everything's tight and sore at the games and um, you don't always have a heads up before you work out. So I think they had mm-hmm. about 10 minutes to get ready to wow. do that workout. Um, so the last thing I'm sure that they were doing was like laying down and stretching the calves yeah, and mashing yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it was kind of just like you're tight. We're going to try to just jump. And I mean, not ideal. Yeah. I think, I mean, that kind of sucks. You can't control it. It's the games. Um, they don't always give you time to warm up. No. Um, but I think, could it have been avoided if she got to, like, stretch for an hour before? Like, maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's just it's just demanding. Yeah. And I uh, think it's just hard to watch because you're like, well, a whole, we'll a whole see year. you in a couple of years, yeah. you know? Although, I mean, Jamie came back in a year. Um, Bjork came back in a year so it's definitely possible yeah again you have to be a, around Diligent the perfect like support group to like build you back up and like right keep everything healthy so that doesn't happen again but yeah that's i mean i point. think as long as there's bounding lateral box jumps it's just going to keep happening yeah because that's where it happens the most mm-hmm. is that side to side as well and mm-hmm. i think you're just like you get tight when you're sore, mm-hmm. and and when you're and I can't imagine you w- wouldn't be sore the whole time that oh, you're there. You are. I think they were just absolutely wrecked yeah. after day one. So, what's your favorite part about about uh, regionals or the games? Like, what's the most fun for you there? The most fun is getting to be around all of the athletes. Yeah. Um, especially I'm was used to always having to train by myself, so getting to be around all these people and all this energy, I think that's just awesome. And getting to talk to other people and and hearing that they go through all the same things that yeah, you go through. Yeah. Right. Like even even CrossFitters that aren't at like a super competitive level, we're all doing the same movements. So we all understand how much it hurts to push through a workout yes. at yeah. the end. Yeah. And just yeah. to be around people that you get to talk about that with, I think is really cool. It seems like summer camp in that way. Yeah. Like you stay connected afterwards and you're like, oh my God, remember that wad? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And it just brings us all together. And I think um, especially being around athletes that just push you to like your – complete extreme like last bit of energy um i think that's just cool because i mean i don't know that you can push harder than you do at like games and regionals or even like the open just brings out like that's why they suck so bad yeah (laughs) it's because you just go so hard and your adrenaline is so high and you're not breathing as well as you should yeah yeah so i think that's just really cool just to see what these people can like help you push to yeah what do you Hmm. which uh like element do you always hope doesn't show up? Thrusters. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone I like, could say that. Yeah. I know. I'm just not efficient at them. And it, we've been working on it, but it's just – I mean, I think some people just feel really natural doing some movements. Yeah. And some people, like, you can work on it all you want, but it's just never going to feel good. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're yeah. just going to have to be okay with it just feeling awkward. And I just – thrusters are hard. It doesn't <laughs> matter if it's, like, 65 or 125. No, it's I just terrible. don't – it's just not smooth. And I think because I know it's – I hate it, it probably makes it worse. Yeah, yeah. So I think I to do thrusters now. <laughs> a lot of it's probably mental, so I am working on that. But um, It's hard to get away with not doing thrusters at, at yeah, regionals. Yeah, there's, like. sure. there's definitely always going to be thrusters yeah. <laughs> at, at some point in the season. Yeah. And then on the flip side, what's movement that you really look forward to? I mean, I really like, like butterfly – Chest to bars, pull ups, toes to bars, (laughs) handstand walk, gymnastics. Yeah, I love squat, like max lifts. Yeah, well, Uh, who doesn't? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) all the fun, pretty stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, Rope climbs. Are you a big rope climb person? I like legless rope climbs. Um, I'd rather do legless rope climbs than use my legs. 
because I think I'm more efficient at kipping than oh yeah pinching sure. my feet yeah sure um, and especially more efficient at kipping maybe than people around you yeah mm-hmm. yeah I I can make them feel quote unquote pretty effortless compared to using my legs is just hard still oh. yeah. I did a one legless rope climb once and I almost threw up afterwards. I was yeah. like, oh my God, this takes so much time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if it's all kip, it's really just a matter of like chalking up your hands and yeah. like making sure your grip is hanging on. By the <laughs> way, I will say, I never thought I could do one. I couldn't do one. And then after like three months of your programming, I was talking, I was coaching a class one day and I was like, ah. And then the, you know, the scaled up option would be legless rope climb and I'll show you kind of what that looks like. I can do a couple of them, a couple of handovers. Yeah. And then I was all the way at the top. I'm like, oh. you guys, I've never done that. <laughs> that's so awesome. But yeah, the kip is like this, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just. Translating it. Yep, mm-hmm. that's really cool. So if people are listening to this podcast and they want to get coached by you, uh, what should they do? They can email. Um, so Keegan is my, I don't want to call it secretary. Um, manager, manager. <laughs> manager is, better? is a better word. Yeah. Um, but he handles all of the incoming emails, and then once people sign up, I take over the whole thing. But just like weeding out people that are serious about it, people that are just weird about it. Yeah. Right. yeah. Um, info. You can email um, info at lachancefit.com, and then he'll give you all of the information, the different um, options. You can get more or less coaching depending on what you're looking for and you could get you could do that for the butt stuff program too so for the butt stuff programming isn't um it's actually pretty interactive it's different than the gymnastics programming because Mm -hmm. i'm coaching actual videos the butt stuff programming is cool because there's like um a facebook private facebook group where Mm -hmm. everyone can interact and talk about the different things and post videos and um, interact with keegan like that it's just he's not going to be like critiquing your hip thrust right like anything like that but yeah so because that's um, a little bit more independent it's like you buy it and then you just get to do the right but you can still have access to like email him questions every day and all that stuff but that's you can email the same thing info at lachancefit.com okay they both um both emails go to him but um yeah the butt stuff i'm really happy that he finally (laughs) decided to do that because so many people were reaching out and i can only post so much on instagram yeah right right. like it's but could you post more (laughs) because i do i do need to post more since so this gym that i just started going to it's like so hardcore that there's like no time to even like set up a camera everyone's just like go 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 because it seemed like at your other gym it was i could always see like people doing other things in the background like you were were you mostly working out like during open gym? Yeah, or, like, during okay. I was. Uh, yeah, the gym was so packed that there was like an open gym from like one to three thirty, and that mm. was the only time you could train. Oh, Otherwise, so you would just it was squeeze packed. it in wow. as best you could. Yeah. So now there's like a whole time for competitors. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like structured. We warm up together. It's like that's great. Much more to um, what I'm looking for. Yeah. yeah. So that's really great. That's Thank you so much for letting us interview after, by the way. We just did a five-hour gymnastics. Such <laughs> a long day. Totally. Yeah. No, that was really fun. I'm really happy we did that. Yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like people were just, like, looking at you like, she's so great. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Everyone, isn't she great, you guys? Everyone was so sweet. That was a seriously probably one of the best seminars I've done. The and best the group of nice, people. You know? mm. Yeah, no, I was, I'm not like I was surprised. I wasn't expecting it to be terrible. <laughs> um, but like, it's always really refreshing to just have like an awesome group of people where everyone wants to learn regardless of if they're trying to do their first pull up or right. if they yeah. can do five muscle ups in a row. 
but everyone was just awesome. There were some big time firsts today. Yeah. A couple people got their first handstand push-ups and then like quietly were like, oh, it's my first time. Wow. They didn't even tell me. I know. I was <laughs> like, you should say something. Dang. I need to start videotaping all the firsts. Yeah. But it's just, I'm too busy watching everyone to it's deal also, with the camera. It's also, people are surprised when they get one. They're like, oh, I'm not going to be able to do this. And then they do it and they're like, I just did that. <laughs> so she, handstand walk. So many people got their first handstand walk That steps. was the first time ever. Everyone moved. was like walking on their hands. Wow. That was wow. amazing. I'm yeah. like, as soon as it was lunchtime, I was like, I want to be upside down. Here. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, just wait. Like, you do have the rest of your life to practice this. Yes. So nah, thank you time. so much for totally. flying to Minnesota. You're welcome. And doing the seminar and just coming on our show. We appreciate it. So much. No problem. <laughs> okay, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, thank you to Taj Ruler. She is like, if you made a wish on a shooting star, uh, Taj Ruler is both the shooting star and the wish come true. <laughs> Have a great day. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Sulkana Cast is produced by Taj Ruler. Subscribe on iTunes or visit sulkanacast.libsim.com. That's L-I-B-S-Y-M.com for full episode information. You can also visit our website at sulkanafitness.com to stay up to date on everything health and fitness. Join in on the conversation over on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Sulkana CrossFit. See you there.